Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Pixelist Podcast, the podcast about all the nerdy things we love and enjoy. And as always, we're your hosts. I'm Will. That's Blake. And today we're here to talk a little Loki. Little season finale. Series finale, maybe. A little somber downturn on that tone. Yeah, you know, it just got a little serious. We both know what this means. Yeah. Yeah, we're the end, the end of the show that started the Pixelus, and therefore the end we're of the Pixelus. It. We're hanging it up. <laughs> Our glorious purpose has been served. Um, but yeah, today we're uh, today we're talking Loki, where it all started, and um, maybe not where it's all finishing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I. I'm, ex- I'm ready to just dive into it. So let me yeah. just get the, the nonsense out of the way. You know, we're the Pixelist. Join the Discord. Um, obviously, Loki, the show, is is ending. So this will be our last maybe ever Loki episode. More about that when we get into the discussion. But uh, join the Discord. Check us out on some of our other stuff. I'm sure a lot of you are crossover fans anyway. But we got Critical Role, Worlds Beyond Number. And um, I was thinking there was a third thing, but I guess this was the third thing. So I guess it's just those two things right now. Um, so now we're known for two things. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're, we're just niching down. Yeah, you know? exactly. But, um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm ready yeah. to get started unless there's something else you wanted to toss in. No, yeah. Join us in our Discord on Sunday nights for our watch parties too. If oh yeah, you got nothing, get nothing better to do. Sunday nights are a good time to hang out with the squad, with the fam. Um, so yeah, that's always something to check out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've been we've we've started making it a regular thing every Sunday night. I mean, you know, there's probably going to be some exceptions, but for the most part, most Sunday nights we'll be having a little watch party. <laughs> Christmas Day. <laughs> You guys uh, better show up. You better be there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it started with uh, some D&D stuff, but now we're going to start branching out and doing some other stuff too. So like maybe some uh, Christmas movies since that's coming up. Um, yeah. So yeah, join the Discord and um, come hang out for one of those. Yeah. Let's get into this thing, man. Uh, I'm ready to talk about it. Ready to do it. Yeah. So the um, season two finale Episode six, glorious purpose. Um, mm-hmm. The super super briefest of recaps is just we spend the episode with Loki as he spends quite literally centuries trying to figure out how to stop this apocalypse essentially from happening. Ultimately, circling back to his meeting with He Who Remains that we saw in season one. Um, ultimately, like keep running into walls like he keeps failing essentially until he decides to change the equation and the episode ends with loki destroying the loom himself and kind of becoming the loom for everyone um yeah very very sad ending him sitting on the throne holding the multiverse together essentially Uh and that's that's where we're left with and um no one knows for certain obviously but all of the quotes and all of the you know stories i've been seeing is that this was kind of this is it like they imagined it as a two season story tom hiddleston is like kind of is speaking like he's wrapped up the character so this may be i mean never say never but mm-hmm. it might be closing the chapter on this character 14 years man as loki 
uh what a send-off yeah so um yeah just first reactions i guess what of the i was uh i was deeply satisfied deeply satisfied it i did not expect them to land the plane i guess and i was um very much satisfied with how they ended it nice me too i um i thought it was awesome i really liked kind of everything they did in the finale and um especially if if it is the last we see of this character i'm very happy with how it wrapped up um mm -hmm. Not not to say that I don't think we could see Loki again, especially a different variant even. Um But yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was poignant, thought it was uh deep, beautiful. Um I just loved the full circle and I'm sure we'll talk about the different like nuances of that, but I just thought it was so well done and um and also aside from just like the storytelling just the visuals i thought were so cool mm -hmm. in that final sequence um it really blew me away it felt like comic <laughs> books like i felt like this is so comic book in the best way and yeah. i especially loved it because it wasn't i mean there was obviously cgi don't get me wrong but it wasn't like a <laughs> cgi fight you know which a lot of these yeah. marvel properties that's how they always end with like the big effects fest yeah yeah um so i love that this climax was not was not a fight at, at all mm -hmm. i mean it, it you know kind of was in the sense of like mm -hmm. loki versus he who remains but it wasn't like a brawl right, right. um so yeah I, I loved it i thought it was i thought it was awesome yeah, a lot of like cool Easter eggs, like uh, when he takes his seat and it forms the tree Yggdrasil. I thought that was just like I immediately turned to my wife and was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that was a really nice touch. She wasn't as familiar with the Norse mythology, but um, I was just like, "I've played God of War, so I know all about this." <laughs> <laughs> but um, a lot of just really, it's it's one of those shows we talk about this a lot. Like it's fun when you watch a show where you know the writers also enjoyed writing the show you know um so that was a nice touch and yeah just a beautiful a beautiful ending to the show for sure yeah agreed and i, I love the yggdrasil uh as well especially because like the branches the timelines mm -hmm. like literal branches of the world tree um mm -hmm. and I, you know there's so much like meaning and symbolism in that beyond just the obvious ones um yeah, so good. And I mean, like, how strong is that? Is this Loki now? Like, I mean, we know well, he yeah. spent centuries minimum, yeah. <laughs> like, not only learning physics, but I mean, obviously, just, you know, yeah, growing stronger. Because I think Asgardians, yeah. like, just they get stronger as they're older. Right. Which I know he's, like, not technically one, but he right. is, but like, he is yeah. too. Because I think, like, Odin's magic kind of, kind of made him one, even though he's a frost giant. Yes right um but yeah i love that little groundhog's day touch at the start of just like how long would it take you know and it's like years centuries and then centuries later i did uh, not so expect he, that i mean is he also like the smartest in the mcu now like i mean he's levels got beyond <laughs> tony stark and um can think of the other character uh oh what's her name uh from black panther uh shuri yeah like tony stark and shuri combined and then like exponentially i mean have to be right i mean he's a literal <laughs> god who has had centuries of training now yeah i mean 
Yeah, you would think so. Like, <clears throat> at least in terms of like knowledge, I don't, mm. you know, not that we need to get into the weeds on like intelligence versus knowledge, but like he's, mm. I mean, obviously bright to begin with, but he was also always very cunning from the get go too, though. Yeah. So the God of mischief. So. Yeah. And I mean, I, it's just crazy to think about like what that actually means. Like that, that centuries later little title card they threw up because like I, I don't know it's 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 crazy to think about because like i mean not that it's worth getting into the weeds on like the science of it because it's not you know we're in a marvel show but like was he was he just going back to like that same moment within the tva and like learning from ob or was he traveling back to who knows when and like you know like was he having to relive like that same pre-apocalyptic moment hundreds of millions of times or was he able to like travel back and like go to a library and like sit in that timeline for a number of years you know like um i don't know it's just weird to think about like just just how vast that amount of time is especially if it was expended through like a short time frame mm-hmm. not that it had to be though like but if he had to like keep learning from ob in 10 minute increments <laughs> that amounted to centuries. Um, Hopefully he, uh, he took some time to go, you know, take a break by the pie room. I, you know, I, I think for me, what would be frustrating would be like all those years of like, you're getting older, so to speak, but like your friends, you're just restarting with your friends. Like, the, yeah, I mean, them becoming pretty much like flat characters to you, you know, it's like, Oh, this is when Mobius says this. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, but, yeah, and, so incredibly intelligent now. What were you going to say? And just and in th- even through all of that, never losing sight of their humanity. Mm-hmm. Like you would think that's a pretty good excuse to grow callous to the whole thing and just mm-hmm. be like, okay, you know what? He who remains is right. That way is the only way that makes sense. Like you, I just, it feels easy for that to strip you of your humanity, but ultimately he made the most human choice like he's ever made um in the end the power of his friendship you know he did we heard it in the previous episode how his friends are his most important thing and which also is i loved how it all came full circle of you know i'm burdened by glorious purpose and then mobius his conversation with mobius about you know the burden of choice and like what burden you bear and then i mean obviously we saw the episode play out but um it was just a very poignant end and also just neat how it all kind of came back together. Yeah, totally. Like truly was burdened with the, the most glorious purpose in a lot of ways, you know, like he saved everyone literally Mm -hmm. like, um, so yeah. And I mean, I I know that this is very, very obvious, but just going to throw it out there. Um, so that we can, you know, just, as we're talking about these things, you know, he always wanted a throne and then didn't, but then destined to sit mm-hmm. on the highest one there is essentially, um, you know, wanted to just wanted to be with his friends and didn't want to be alone. And now he's always away from his friends and always alone. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's so interesting that like got everything he wanted, but like not, but it became everything he really didn't want really. 
I'm surprised his friends weren't like, okay, he's bought us time. Now let's find like a solution where he doesn't have to hold everything, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So they were like, thanks, man. <laughs> See ya. Well, I mean, I guess, I mean, I don't mean that like genuinely. I, I know. You know, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of just joking where, you know, he's like, well, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> like, go help me. Is, I guess we don't know. I mean, at least in the timeline where he ended up doing that. He never explained to them what he was doing. So like they don't they may have an idea, but they didn't they didn't like know that yeah. he was like this new I mean he's already a god, but like god level entity that had spent centuries, right? So like yeah, like what they don't yeah, I don't no know. Idea. Yeah. So I would have to imagine and again, not that this ne- necessarily ever gets explored on screen, but I would imagine maybe Sylvie or Mobius, like at least looks into that type of thing but you know if, if loki couldn't solve it with infinite time what chance do they have so i mean sylvie has he who remains timpad still that's true so, i mean she could presumably i don't know i guess visit. she could technically go visit him right because that yeah. could take you to the end of time so i mean not 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 to like cheapen the the emotional mm-hmm. impact of like the sacrifice and stuff. But I mean, I guess at least theoretically they could go visit him from time to time. Yeah. And it's too bad that, you know, Loki was always the villain and like none of the MCU characters as we know him have any idea of. Right. Yeah. Like, he is literally the central character to everything now. Uh, and the most, um, I saw some people talking on Reddit about this on, uh, you know, absolutely worthy now of Thor's hammer of lifting mm. it. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, a little, it's also bittersweet there that those individuals will never know. Yeah. I mean, I guess they probably never would. I, this is leading into an, another question. Um, do you think we'll ever see this specific Loki again? is like i i think clearly this was written as a bookend tom hiddleston spoke about like you know leaving not leaving the character but like being the end but i would say never say never yeah only in the sense of for um secret wars isn't we know robert downey jr signed on right we know for a fact i know there's been like lots of rumors but i don't know if any of that is like hard hard confirmed I would imagine they would be keeping that like as under wraps as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe not. I can't remember. Um, I've seen those rumors though. Like, yeah, that he's that yeah, they've been I talking guess, to I him. It's a rumor. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans reportedly returning to. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, you would else? think they would have to for secret. I mean, I know it's the same. It's the same question with them though. Like they kind of tied it off with these characters and that was going to be my point was the end of iron man or sorry of um in game was such a great send-off for robert Downey jr and for tony stark Mm -hmm. and so like if you had asked me that question back then like hey do you think we'll see him again i'd be like no it's the perfect ending like we don't need to i feel similarly with loki in that um you know, it's it was such a great end to his character. The only the only um kind of untouched thing is him and Thor. Like there wasn't yeah. necessarily um the 
tying of loose end. I guess I wouldn't even call it a loose end, but um, that would be a kind of final conversation I'd love to see. And there's, you know, it's not to say that I don't know if they're going to make another Thor movie. I know you really liked the last one, but <laughs> whenever Thor hangs it up, you know, who's to say that he doesn't go to those same cliffs that, you know, his father passed away on and, you know, Loki, <laughs> not to really piss people off, but Loki like force projects himself, you know, there to be like, I've seen all you've done. I'm like what? And then they hug or something. I don't know. <laughs> so I can see something like, like a little stinger at the end of a movie kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of how I feel like narratively and stuff. Like I, even though like Tom Hiddleston is so good as Loki and the show is so good, like in a perfect world of like, of course, give me more, but like mm-hmm. we're not in a perfect world. And I definitely wouldn't want them to like sully this mm-hmm. by just making more to make more. So like on one hand, I kind of hope it is the end. Um, But mm-hmm. like you were saying, like, especially with secret wars and stuff, which all plays into timelines. Like I could see, mm-hmm not not necessarily having like a pivotal role but at least having a moment like where hmm. hey Kang like why is this happening isn't who if there's a character that knows like Sylvia or whatever like why is how is this possible isn't Loki holding it together and they go like hmm. check or something um but if they do do that I hope they handle it very well and it's not just like a fan servicey moment um I, it feels like you know, with the reports of like um, uh, Feige, uh, you know, cleaning shop for the Daredevil team, like it feels like they're like really drilling into like, hey, we have to like get our quality back. I read that there were more, I don't know if this was true, but there were more Marvel films in 2023 than in, uh, that can't be right, actually, or more Marvel releases than like the entirety of the Infinity Saga. Not, and not since 2023 in this last phase, uh, which mm. I could see being true. Um, I guess I it would they, depend on how they quantified it. Wait, in the whole saga, mm-hmm. there's no way, right? I mean, unless they're counting like one episode of a TV show as like the same as one movie, yeah. or if they're like, counting like runtime. Oh, we can just do a quick count, you know. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-two. So in the that, Infinity that, Saga or in this yeah, phase? Okay, Infinity Saga. So that, that can't be true then. Yeah, there's no way. I guess you would have to like include like literally every single. I mean, there's where I read that was something saying like that's why the quality has tanked is because there's been so many releases. But thinking about it just objectively now, it's like, wait a second, that can't be true. That doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is true, but they chose a really weird way to like articulate it because like that fact isn't true, but it is true that they've done way many more releases than right. they usually do. Right. And that probably ha- that that not probably it has detracted from the quality. Yeah. Um, well, the point that I was getting at was that. You know, I can see Kevin Feige hopefully, you know, being like, hey, we're not just going to like shamelessly pull in Tom Holland just for like to sell a seat. Yeah, I, I would hope not. Right. Um, you know, Loki, the two seasons is very much a show that, you know, like you're just glad you got to experience it. You know, you're like, that was just a really beautiful, good show. It told a great story. Um, so I guess to go back to the question. You know, we might see him again, but I, I hope it's just not. Um, I don't know. 
And I also kind of <clears> wonder what it, like a season three would even look like because I know they said they're open to it, but it would have to be a new Loki. You think so? I, I mean, I guess never say never. Like there is a way. Like you get a, a good enough team of writers, there's a way that I think it would make sense. But like. Uh-huh. Unless season three is like five years from now, but like if season three came out next year and it was already Yggdrasil yeah. Loki and he stepped off the throne already, that would feel so cheap, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see it like five years from now, you know? Yeah, um, maybe and maybe like, like a vast or... amount of time in universe, at least from right. Loki's perspective. Well, and I was thinking like maybe whatever leads to king dynasty maybe that takes him off the throne or something and there's like something that brings back a season three i will say that is another question though because we've been talking about like rumors of the moving away from jonathan majors and yeah um, if that is the intention then this was a great way to do it you know i mean the tva now looking at all king variants i mean yeah it's gonna be pretty hard for kang to rise up there's like a couple different things I want to talk about there, but before we move there just yet, um, I just lost my train of thought on the other thing. So maybe it'll come back to me. I was but, talking about um, a reason for season three. Oh yeah. I was just going to say that. Um, and obviously this is not the case because these things have already been put in motion long ago, but with Feige kind of, you know, going in and like, like you said, getting rid of the daredevil people, I wish they would just give the the Secret Wars and the Kang Dynasty mo- like give that to these Loki team like let them write it and stuff which I don't think that is currently the case, um, but yeah this Loki has been definitely the highlight of um, the last couple years of Marvel, so I really hope that 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 team if not Loki season three which I don't really even want Loki season three at least right now. I hope they get put to work on something else. Bro, this guy, Michael Waldron, who oversaw Loki, he was, was involved uh, with Rick and Morty. Morty. Yeah. He didn't oh, do well. season two, though. I don't oh, think. Okay. I mean, he probably was still involved to some level, I'm sure. But um, there's different head writers for season two, I think. Yeah. It looks like he is a writer for uh, Secret Wars, but he's not a producer. Which he was the executive producer of Loki. But yeah. But yeah, yeah, on the... Or go ahead. I was just saying, I feel the same way. I mean, you know, it's like there's certain things that just kind of feel like lightning in a bottle. And it's like, man, if they could just take this and replicate it. And it's like you said, you know, I, I think it's... There's something cool about like a superhero show that doesn't end with like a superhero battle. You know, it was like just a beautiful story. And I really do feel like those kind of um, big battles, even if even when they're done, like typically well, um, I don't know. Sometimes you're just like, OK, what other route could we have gone here? <laughs> yeah. So, but you were going to say something else, I feel like. But I, don't remember. Um, I was just going to to the to the Jonathan Majors Kang stuff. I think that and there's a. There's a. It's not there's a point to be made about what I'm about to say. So I'll get to that in a second. But I would think that like, as far as like where season two ended, if that was like, because of like, now they could go away from Kang. I feel like season two is always going to end here. Um, right. Yeah. Even when mean, Kang was still the plan. 
Yeah, I don't mean it was intentional. I just mean it like by a matter of coincidence. Now it's like yeah, like they could easily just go the other way. Um, but in terms of like writing and stuff, I do know um, because I I was watching a video um where they were talking about this. Apparently, episode five of this season um was like the writer's favorite episode that they wrote and like apparently like everybody on the team was like oh my god episode five is my favorite um but marvel nuked it and they had to redo it and so the episode five we got was not like the original one um that the writers wrote and he said he had to like write it in like a weekend um wow so it makes me wonder i don't (laughs) i don't think it changes the story at all because I don't because I don't think episode six was changed or would have been any different. And episode five as it stands is kind of a bottle episode in the sense that it all yeah. kind of gets deleted anyway, you know? Um so narratively I don't necessarily think like things would be different. Um but it just makes me curious like what about episode five? Um yeah. did Marvel like not want to jump into was it like you know i mean who knows it could, yeah, it could be anything um but very just, interesting yeah it wow. got me wondering um huh. dang episode five was great yeah and i mean i i loved what we got with episode five um and since it was such a like i wonder if it like involved jumping around to different places because like the whole episode was loki like you know zapping around and we ended up getting him recruiting his old team, but like, I wonder if it maybe it was him like revisiting other moments from the MCU or something. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, <clears throat> to the, to the Kang thing, I do think they're set up to where if they needed to, they could move away from Jonathan majors. Um, but again, like we just said, I don't, I think this ending was the ending even pre Jonathan majors drama. So I wanted to ask you clearly we got this powerful ending that I loved but I'm not so sure it wasn't what Kang wanted all along. Do you, are you no, on either so. side of that fence? Uh, for me, I thought not to be like super obnoxious. I thought this was like kind of obvious. And then I got on Reddit and I was like, Oh, like there's a, there are a lot of opinions about like, including people saying like, this is what Kang wanted was Loki in this spot. And I was like, I didn't get that impression at all. Um, oh, you, you did not. No, I did not. No, I am. So, and again, it's one of those things like where you, you, to you, it seems really obvious. Then you start talking to people and you're like, wait a second, am I dumb? Like, yeah, no, it's yeah. It's not obvious to me either, but I was, I'm really conflicted on where I'm at. I I thought it was really straightforward. Then I started talking to my wife afterwards and I was like, well, wait a second, hang on. So my impression of this whole thing was that, and I loved how season two really revealed that he who remains wasn't like this sort of like noble, I'm the last survivor, I'm keeping it all together, but like really, you know, just a really scummy character, I feel like. Um, I think egomaniac was the word I saw thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. And I thought, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the impression I got was here he is at the end of time. And 
he knows there's, I think this was said as much in the finale that there was a moment that he couldn't see past, which was implied to be his death, which we know to be at the hands of Sylvie. And we got this whole like story put up like, Hey, what's going to end up happening is they're going to, the battle's going to happen again. And I'll end up right back here. Reincarnation, yada, yada, you get it. So, but however, I think what really was happening was he was, weaponizing loki so to speak to go through everything he said he orchestrated for loki to do and he very literally says like hey your only option is to kill sylvie and i think that he who remains knew that sylvie would eventually kill him and his ego being as big as it was he didn't want to die and knew that the only way to stop Sylvie, because his TVA agents couldn't find her, couldn't stop her, the only way to do it would be having Loki make the decision to kill her and thus you know, save the world. Which is also why I think when Loki finally in the conversation is like, I'm going to find another way. Um, and he remained literally says, you know, Hey, either kill her or we're all dead. And he's like, no. And then he looks very defeated. He's just like, okay, you know, you're just delaying the inevitable. So I, I think at the end of the day, it was, a, it was his plan to stop Sylvie and keep himself in power, whether that was like formal power or like placeholder with Loki. Hey, go read the, go lead the, the TBA now. I don't know. But, um, I think it was always about his ego. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, to me, that was like, yeah, of course. But then, like I said, I started talking to people, and I was like, okay, well, hang on, maybe not. So, what, what was your take on everything? Well, I'm I'm pretty much in agreement with you up to that point. Um, I think the the whole part where he is like, oh, I don't know what happens from here. I think he's lying. I think he does know what happens from there. It's just all part of the act that he's putting on. Um, even that character he's doing is kind of an act because he drops that yeah, facade right. as we see in right. this season. Um. So yeah, as as far as like the exact details of the plan, I I think those are kind of a wash. But essentially, the the plan is for him to survive, and so that ended up being Loki will have this whole journey of season two, but ultimately he will come back to the season one finale and mm. stop Sylvie, be killing her or whatever. So I think that was always the plan. So Kang orchestrated this to never die, even though he pretends yeah. like dying was on the table from the jump. Um, well, yeah, pretending that he was indifferent to dying. Right, yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. all an act, in my opinion, and all set up. Like he knew, like he said, he paved the path for Loki in season one. Like I paved the path for you to get here. I think he also paved the entire season two path for him to end up back there. Yeah, because he knew that one way or another, Sylvie would eventually make her way to him. Right. And so, yeah, I mean. So where I'm, the question, which... The question I'm asking is, do you think he who remains his plan included Loki doing everything he did in this finale and ending up holding the multiverse together? Or do you think Loki bested him and did something he never expected? And this was this is new. This was not part of his plan. Or do you think it ultimately actually was like he's like, no, I knew you were going to do that, too. No, I think it's the latter. I think I think Loki truly did i think he the whole theme about you know what a loki is and like who loki is and like kind of playing to loki's ego and you know loki truly transcended his character's dna as like everyone else mm -hmm. was writing the story and made the truly selfless decision um no i don't think he remains expected that at all okay. so i i i think loki won even though he lost right um, right 
I don't know. What do you think? That's where I'm torn. Cause like, obviously I love that narratively and for the story and everything that, that, like you said, that's the whole Loki's are destined to lose. Like it's overcoming all of that, but I can't help get away from the fact that Kang is like, has had probably much more time than Loki, even with Loki's centuries that we didn't see on screen. Like Kang similarly had control over time. This sentence doesn't even make sense, but he had control over time for much longer than Loki did. So like you would think, especially for somebody that meticulous that plotted out all the things we know him to have plotted out, that there would be this one thing he didn't see, you know, like why did he not see that? And you know, which again, it goes against like the whole point of like the hero's journey and stuff. But the part that really sticks out to me is like the moment in the finale where it happens, Loki turns and sees the equation on the chalk board and he's like, I'm going to change the equation. Mm-hmm. Almost feels like something hang planted in his layer. Like he's not like, it's just so obvious almost like if Loki had just had that idea without seeing anything, I would be more inclined to think Loki beat him, but it's like, Kang designed this layer. He knows everything that's in there. And there just happens to be an equation that triggers something in Loki's mind. That's the main thing that's got me like, oh, did he, is this all part of his plan? Yeah, it's an interesting thought. I mean, I guess my two, my two things to that is one, it seemed like kind of like a, a, a casual thing in the room, like his own meanderings that Loki noticed rather than like, you know, the ultimate equation like don't read that oh you saw it you know but then the second thing is i guess if it was his plan to what end would it be i mean he's dead and all the other kings are under like deep supervision and which doesn't seem like in his best interest and then third of all there's no more sacred timeline there that puts him in that seat there's now all the timelines so it just seems to go against which i mean maybe he's lying you know maybe there's things that we just don't know about him yet so i don't know yeah i mean i don't i don't know what his ultimate grand plan would be but yeah i don't know that he there at least are are variants out there and we know that in his like original plan Losing the TVA was like was something he was okay with because he could just rebuild it. So like maybe yeah, but I think that's different. I don't think that's necessarily like losing his power. I think to I think that actually speaks to what we talked about of like the cyclical nature of the TVA. That that is such like a mundane like arm of his authority. Like he's like, oh, I can just I'll build another one, whatever. You know, it was never and it, it speaks even more to his ego. Like it never really was about the TVA. And like protecting time or whatever right it really is it's about him you know and, and what he wants to do and um i don't know but yeah i mean i think we're i think we're on the same page just I do, yeah just uh another main another like glaring thing that like makes me kind of lean that way is that we obviously have kang dynasty and secret wars coming so like he's not done with so could they just wrap it around to be like that's that was always my plan you know right um well let's let's keep that conversation going because um i am curious how we would see kang dynasty surely the marvel would have some build up to it i mean with thanos we had um some incredible build up to um infinity war um i would assume they'd want to like match the epicness of 
Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. So, um, I mean, right now, I don't know how they will, but I'm very curious, how do we get to a point with Kang in the driver's seat, so to speak? And I wonder if part of it has to do with Renslayer in the void. Yeah, that was interesting. I'm bringing this up, which, by the way, I thought that was an like a perfect i say epilogue but i don't mean it that way necessarily like to her character of like um that actress she showed like the full range of emotions of like oh wow this is where i am too um so i had read an article that was like you know we see her death or the moments before her death at the hands of Eliath, which is not the impression i got from her face at all mm. i think I you could the- like that think that's a possibility but i definitely don't think that that's sure. like what it was saying yeah, definitely yeah. is a possibility for sure. I saw in my mind a face of like like deep determination to get back to the TVA. Um and I did see this theory on Reddit. I, I can't credit the person because I it was just like scrolling on my phone, but um there was some comment on how we know Kang thanks Renslayer for being key to this war. And we know there was also a point where he who remains um weaponizes Eliath. The comment I read was, you know, what if Ravona Renslayer was actually the mechanism that Eliath was conquered, weaponized, what have you, and what then led to he who remained being in the in the driver's seat. Yeah. Uh, all that to say, could Renslayer be the piece that leads up to uh King Dynasty? Yeah, I mean I could see it. Um, it's gotta happen somehow, you know, and she's like a major piece that's still on the board. Um, but I know you didn't see Ant-Man, right? The new one. No, I didn't. Wow. <clears throat> so I we're going to watch it next weekend though. Um, it's not that good. the trailer. The trailer gives away like everything. <laughs> I was like, what is happening in this trailer? <laughs> it's, it's not that good, unfortunately, but, um, Jonathan majors is Kang in it. Yeah. Um, which I won't, I won't like give you any big spoilers or anything, especially if you're about to watch it. Um, but can I tell you what like a post credit scene is? It's not like related to the. Yeah, yeah I, I don't okay. have to. It's fine if you'd rather just watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, okay, I can kind of talk about it without talking about it. All right, let's do that. Um, in terms of build up, you said like with Thanos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one, I think obviously Loki season one and two are are build up for it. Um, but there's mm-hmm. the Ant Man post credit scene kind of builds up to it as well. Um, I was gonna say maybe once, I, like once you've seen it, like we could talk more about what I'm not like what I mean, but we could just talk more about it in in light of now what's happened in Loki season two. But I guess we we're not having another Loki episode anytime soon. But you and I can just talk about it after you've seen sure. it. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because um, uh, anyway, to I think they will have more post credit scenes, if not direct tie ins. They they have to. I think Deadpool three in particular in the post credit will lead up to it. But also the movie itself, we know, is dealing with jumping multiverses and timelines. Um, oh, really? Okay. Because, you know, it's well, it's got Hugh Jackman coming back. Um, 
And oh, is that confirmed? Yeah, yeah, bro. You didn't know this, bro? Oh There's been gosh. set photos leaked and everything. Oh. I'm all about that. So yeah, like that that is hard confirmed to deal with like because they're ultimately so, yeah, going to end up in the MCU or Deadpool is, another you know, character where I'm like beautiful send off with Logan. Right. Don't yeah. need it again. But I'm OK. Him coming back. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, that's a good point that he did have a, a really nice one. But that one actually was even from the jump, like specifically a different timeline than mm-hmm. like Logan and Logan is not the, the same. Right. Wolverine from those Wolverine movies. Um but yeah, so I think again, like not not that I think Kang's gonna be a big antagonist in Deadpool three, but I just think due to the multiversal nature of that film's plot line, it will be a lead up. It will in some way lead up to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um I'm trying to think of what else. I feel like there was something else that I thought would lead into it, but we're just Well, I'll just say we have three we have three movies coming out next year. Deadpool three captain america and the thunderbolts it's uh i i don't know where i read this but i saw it somewhere recently that it's only deadpool now the other stuff got pushed back so apparently deadpool is the only marvel movie coming out next year that's really interesting yeah which again to go back to our earlier conversation is hopefully a good sign like you know they're putting out way too many things now they're only gonna have one thing well okay one movie at least there might be shows and stuff coming out next year i don't know mm-hmm. are we getting a what if season two yeah that's coming pretty okay. soon i think like i think okay, it's coming cool. like in december okay that was really good too which that's multiversal so that True. that could be leading up to at least in some ways as well yeah I had read the finale was um, the highest rated uh, Marvel episode. Of Loki? Of all the shows. Of Loki or of what if? Of all Marvel shows. Oh, the Loki <laughs> finale. Okay. <laughs> I I believe it, man. I mean, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean... I would I would put it in competition with itself, season one's finale. Right. Um we already talked about how WandaVision was spectacular, but the finale yeah, could have good. been a little bit better. And so but aside from WandaVision, I don't even know what else even would come close. Um yeah, I don't know. What if was really good, different kind of show. Yeah, what if yeah, what it was, was good. Really good though. Um really fun show, but yeah, and there's like a lot of like B B tier like uh like i liked moon knight for example yeah yeah me too and i like i had a good time with captain um yeah <laughs> captain falcon i was about to say falcon and winter soldier yeah um, it didn't like truly in in uh and same with hawkeye too i really liked hawkeye yeah hawkeye but, was fun especially because it was like yeah. christmasy and it came out around that time like that was fun too right right and echo so. actually looks i mean i don't want to get my hopes up but echo the trailer looked pretty good i haven't seen it but, um okay well um let's do uh we like to do this on our shows sometimes let's do a little a little rating review real quick um i feel like we never have the same rating scale every we time don't. we do this well before we do because that kind of feels like <laughs> okay. a last thing there is a couple okay. things i wanted to throw at you real yeah. quick i 
and we were about to get to our rating, but clearly Blake and I both loved the show. There were a couple things that we've talked about all season that ultimately didn't get answered and it's okay that they didn't. Um, Yeah. But I'm still like all OB. OB is the the biggest one for me because I still like if their explanation really is just that he was a normal guy like everybody else, then like why was he exempt from the memory wipes? And like why? Like there's so there's a couple weird things about him that like I refuse to believe we're just like writing holes, plot holes like that. They just didn't think about like especially with a show like this that requires so much thought. Um, So that's pretty glaring for me. Um, less glaring. And I could even completely give this one away because it's just the nature of shows like this, like lost, like we've talked about, but like the automat and the pie room and stuff like what's Mm -hmm. going on there. But I'm okay with that just being a mystery kind of, uh, and then miss minutes felt a bit unresolved to me, like, especially in the middle episodes, like she was like, almost was like, is she the real bad guy of the season? Like there's getting that much built up and then she just gets rebooted and then the finale, she's back and it's like, hope she's not evil. And that, <laughs> and that's it, you know? Yeah. So like that felt a bit unresolved to me. And maybe that's the mechanism for Kang dynasty. I mean, they're oddly just, you know, eh, she's probably okay. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> I mean, we know she was like so, his right hand gal. Yeah. Um, um, I would say that like, for how amazing the show was there like those kinds of details the pie room i kind of just accepted wasn't gonna get answered but it definitely felt like there was more to ob for sure um and that was probably the only thing in episode five that i was like wait what um which maybe they did intend more for him and then like in that rewrite it was like maybe it had to do with him back together you know so and then the only other little thing is the at the finale the new TVA handbook says OB and Victor timely, which he helped make the throughput multiplier or whatever, but that was it. Like, are you mad about? Yeah. Cause I, they never showed how Victor timely inspired OB. They just said that happened, but then that never did happen. And mm-hmm. so I guess we're just supposed to believe that in another, in the original timeline, it did happen, but we just didn't see it. And why, if it did, and OB knows that it did, because the OB that we are familiar with knows Victor Timely and is like, I learned everything from him. So if that was always the case, then why wouldn't OB have always given him credit? Like, why did OB in this timeline now just decide to give him credit? Because it's not as if OB like didn't know he was inspired by Victor Timely. It's like, oh, now I know that he was a part of it. Let me give him credit. I know it's just like a really rambly, but you get what I'm saying? I didn't. I took it to mean like he knew this guy, Victor timely that he took a lot of inspiration from, who was this genius inventor a long time ago. And, you know, building on that knowledge, wrote the TVA handbook and like, oddly enough, seemingly meant much more that he wasn't, you know, just as an ordinary dude. Um, but then version two, Hey, I got Victor timely here with me. Let's co-write the new version. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I took it. Um, I, I do think it's strange that, I mean, did they shunt Victor Timely like back to his timeline, or is he just there? Is he, hanging what, was out? he in the in the epilogue shots, like of the TVA? Was he there? I don't think so. Yeah. So, but his name's on the book. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to think he's somewhat involved still. I don't know, but yeah, I just I thought that was kind of weird. I want to I want to see the original inspiration that they claim Obi got, but we know. From the timeline we saw, Obi yeah. was just inspired by his own work. 
Yeah. And then since we're, you know, since we're airing out some dirty laundry, um, I I wish episodes two and three weren't as clunky as they were for this season. It felt like the premiere episode was really good. Um, Four, five, and six were really good. But it felt like two and three, it was kind of like, are we missing scenes? Like, it's the vibe is different. It's kind of goofy. Like, it feels like a different show. Um, Um, That'd be something to do. I'm more I'm okay with episode three now. Okay. Having seen it all. Like it was it was goofy. Um, but I kinda I kinda like the like lighthearted of us lightheartedness of it now in retrospect. And knowing that Victor Timely is kind of a goofball. Like he, he wasn't Kang, you know, mm-hmm. lying or being sinister. Um, so I can I can just be like, okay, they were having fun with that episode. But episode two, I agree. It was if I needed a little bit. I needed another pass on the script. It felt like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Okay. I guess now with all that being said, we can. All right. So I'm going to ask you to give me a rating on season two of Loki and an overall ranking. Presuming this is the end, an overall ranking on the show of the whole show. All right. What are, what are we, what's our scale here? Let's go. Let's go a little one, one to ten. Ten, one to ten. Okay. Hmm. Season two by itself. I'm gonna give an eight point seven. What about you? And then I'll give you my full show. Well, my first thought was a nine, bro, but then I was like, hey, that's too high. Well, no. I'll, I'll say this. Like, I don't think I would give out a 10. Like, 10 is to me yeah. is like the unattainable goal. Mm-hmm. So, like, nothing is a 10. Well, that's another, that's a little silly. I mean, why even have a 10 <laughs> if you can't give a 10? You know, it's like. This 10 is perfect. Five, like, 10 you cannot no. be better. No, it's it's flawed perfection. <laughs> it's give me a break well this is the difference between our scales so you can give out a 10 but i'm just explaining my scale like the middle manager who like won't give their employees the five that's different that's different it's like well my raise is tied to a five but sure (laughs) you know that's different Um, i'd give it somewhere between an eight and nine for this season though for sure like if i was judging the back half it'd be more nine if i was to give the rating at like the end of third episode three i probably would have said like a 7.58 so I'll just I'll just cut it in the middle and say eight point five for the season. I thought you you were started off by saying you were going to say nine. Well, I, I brought you down to an eight point five. I was given the high, the high form of the bracket. <laughs> You're right? calling me strict, and then you rate lower than me. Doesn't make any sense? Um, I always undercut, underbid. <laughs> all right. Well, for the whole the show as a whole, should I go first this time? So yeah, that, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. The show as a whole, I would give probably a 9.5 maybe a 9.7 mm, okay i was uh i was thinking 9.5 so okay. which is about given how i just explained my scale is just about as high as you could possibly get like i know we're ta- we're not our ratings right there weren't limited to marvel but if you were going to like limit me to marvel then i would say you know among the best they've ever done so I'd say probably nine, eight, oh, nine, nine. Yeah. For me, I would say the best they've done for sure. I would say the only other things that 
I can remember that were as meaningful is Iron Man 1, only from it was the first experience. Not necessarily, I don't think, like as compelling uh, a story, but just like for many of us, it was like the first Marvel movie we saw or like yeah. a f- intro to the series, I guess. Right. Um, the end of Infinity War, when everybody gets dusted. Yeah. And then just just in game, which is an awesome, awesome movie. Um, but yeah, I would I would put this probably at the top of everything. I thought this was just a great two season story. Yeah, agreed. Um, best character arc in the MCU for sure. True. In my opinion, yeah. guess that's all she wrote goodbye i hope as a final thing we you know we all we talked at length about is this the last time we'll see loki yada 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 i hope it's not the last we've seen of mobius i would love to see him pop back up i'd like to see sylvie again too I yeah yeah Her Obi too. and yeah everybody was great and maybe not to launch into a full discussion but you know, especially with the multiverse, especially if, if the MCU does keep going for the next however long, they're going to recast Iron Man. They're going to, you know, they're not just going to not have that character anymore. So could, I, I, seems like we could easily see Sylvie just become the Loki or if not her, like a, a new actor be playing some new variant of Loki. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that happening. Um, but probably not anytime like super soon, I would guess. Mm-hmm. No. But yeah. Well, let us know what you guys thought about the episode and the series. And if you found us through Loki, thank you for watching. <laughs> you can watch the rest of our other stuff too. Yeah. And uh, enjoy a little D&D. Yeah. Uh, that's all we got. Um, I don't know when our next Marvel thing will be, but. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll do something at some point. Um, Yeah. But yeah, until then, y'all, thanks for hanging out, and we will talk to you next time. Bye.